You are now listening to The Shyest Podcast, when millions of opinions just aren't enough. Once again, everybody, we are back for another season of football and the 12 Monkeys Draft Spectacular. It's football season again. It's, well, almost. Almost. A couple days, but for many people, like us, it was draft weekend. I've already drafted many times in many leagues, but it's the last weekend before the regular season, so it is draft weekend for probably most people playing uh, in just the average fantasy football league. So we had our uh, 12 Monkeys draft as well. Uh, we just got done with it. Haven't really had a time to take a look at anything yet, so we're going to jump right into it. I'm joined by my football co-host, the lovely Kristen Ortiz. Hey, babe, how you doing? Hi, babe. She said she's ready, so we're going to jump into it. Um, let's go straight to the league overview. Uh, before we, I guess, pick which team to start with, we should probably do our own teams, but do you want to save us for last or what? I think, um, let me see if I can bring up the draft recap. There we go. Why don't we go in draft order? Uh, okay, well then I will look at the draft. Are we recapping itself. everyone's? Um, well, we can either we can go through the entire draft board and everybody's picks, which you know it's a little painstaking and maybe needless, but I have this up at least, so we can always peek back and see if we have a question of like which player got taken in which position. Um, we can jump to this, but otherwise, otherwise, I think everything's good to go. Um, I think we probably just jump into team by team rather than draft position. Okay. You're host. I am host. You know what? Let's you just lead. Fine. I'm going to, I'm going to look at the draft board and I'm going to go from there. So our league is uh i would say it's a base standard league with some adjustments there's bonuses for yardage um the, we use the kicker premium scoring which scores yardage rather than um it, score, it scores sorry total yardage as a receiver or running back would score and then there's some defensive tweaks here and there, but for the most part, let's, we'll call it a standard league for the purposes of the uh, the people observing us talking about this, which, who knows, it'll be two people. We got those three fans that loved this show last year. Maybe there's more now. But there could be. Yeah, I think it was up to like six by the time we finished that season. We had like the six people that really loved it, were really the hardcores. So if those people are listening, welcome back. You have more football friends now, too. I do have more football friends, so we'll see uh, if anybody actually wants to listen to this and give me some feedback. But 
we'll go through uh i'm gonna just speed through probably the first round and we'll just see how that goes so first off the board jonathan taylor second pick goes to mccaffrey third goes cup fourth herbert so in our league taking a quarterback in the first round is not necessarily a good idea but herbert's gone uh jefferson goes fifth eckler sixth that's my pick then jamar chase then cd lamb then dalvin cook then derrick henry still somehow around at the 10th pick that's your pick babe yep and then Mixon, and for some reason sean goes with julio jones uh with the 12th overall pick to close it out uh but he also backs that up with kamara right behind that then evans comes off the board mike evans that is he gets taken above stefan diggs somehow um he should have a good year he might even outperform Diggs, to be honest but uh in most rankings Diggs is ranked significantly higher uh you're able to get Diggs, which uh doesn't break my heart because i was not going to get him in that position but um still sad that he's not on my team uh we'll talk about that later uh then Najee harris then saquon then deandre swift i get my hands on nick chubb which looks pretty good uh aaron jones goes off the board after that cam Akers is the uh number nine pick again a weird pick right there but we'll see uh devonta adams leonard fournette javonta williams starting round three debo kelsey james connor george kittle michael pittman ezekiel elliott back to my team so I'm, I'm running back heavy here in the first three because securing that running back position is uh, has been vital in this league, especially because it's not PPR. Making sure I lock down that position uh, is something I couldn't control last year, and I just got lucky to kind of get in the playoffs. But I wanted to secure that, so I did. Mark Andrews goes uh, in 3.7, Tyreek Hill 3.8. Josh Allen comes off the board at uh, ninth pick of the third round. Then Mahomes to you. Uh, then Kyle Pitts and Thielen. So it's interesting because Thielen, again, here at the number 36 overall pick, feels like uh, a bit of a reach here. Um, but it's also Sean who took Julio Jones. So I think both of those receivers are kind of a reach, but, you know, it is what it is. You have yourself Mahomes uh digs and derrick henry through your first three so i mean nothing wrong with that at all uh, all those guys are going to produce i got a b oh that's good i haven't seen i haven't seen mine yet i don't know i don't want to see mine they're going to say mine sucked because i went so running back heavy. no you got a b oh, okay well you're above me there you go draft grades we got b's doesn't really matter the guy who has the best draft grade i don't think ever wins this league so <laughs> forget about the draft grades the projections for yahoo are all all wonky um but then we go rounds four, uh, Michael Thomas, Travis Etienne, DK Metcalf to you, Mike Williams, AJ Dillon, Keenan Allen. I get Allen Robinson, which I'm super happy with. I think I maybe like overreached with him a little bit, but it was either going to be that or Keenan Allen. So with Keenan Allen off the board right before that, I don't really have any issues with Robinson. Uh, Jalen Hurts goes to Chris, Juju, uh, Scary Terry. T. Higgins to Jerry's team, A.J. Brown uh, to Andrew. Then he backs it up with D.J. Moore, so he goes receiver, receiver. Jerry goes Eliza Mitchell, then David Montgomery, Damon Pierce, uh, the Houston rookie who 
surprised he actually got to round five, but I think he's just kind of an unknown. But by all accounts, through the preseason, like he's an absolute stud. He looked good when I saw him, saw him play. He's gonna be the starter for Houston, so that's probably like the first good pick for her, um, at least value-wise. Uh, got actually like better value out of that than the other picks. Uh, Brees Hall, then I get Gabe Davis, so I'm happy with Gabe. Lamar Jackson goes off the board after that. Then Darren Waller, Cortland Sutton, Josh Jacobs. So you get Josh Jacobs there, and in most seasons before this one, you know, Josh Jacobs is solid. He always produces, but things are changing in Vegas, so I don't know how they're going to use him, so that remains to be seen. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be competing now uh, for targets with a lot more guys that are coming back, so we'll see if he has the same kind of year for uh, Toast at the number 11 spot. Brady goes off the board, end of round five, circles back, uh, Rashad Bateman, again, this is like a high risk play for an offense that likes to run the ball, but we'll see, it looks like he's going to be the number one over there, so he should at least uh, have good upside, uh, Jerry Judy, you take t you took Tucker in round six, which is very interesting, I know you love Justin Tucker, um, but that's a big jump to all of a sudden take a kicker uh, at that stage. Uh, he'll he'll produce for you. I mean, Justin Tucker is as solid as they come. He's the best kicker of all time. Not like it's a, a, a bad pick, but you probably could have got him around after this. Uh, so then it goes Dobbins, Murray, it's like Kyler Murray, uh, Chase Edmonds, Deontay Johnson goes to me, so I'm starting to round out my receiver positions. Chris gets Waddle, who, you know, is in line to do pretty well. Brandon Ayuk. Joe Burrow, who I would have liked, but didn't quite get my hands on. I still haven't taken a quarterback at this point. Brandon Cooks, Marquise Brown to close out that round. We start seven. Darnell Mooney, Dalton Schultz, uh, Dallas Goddard, Hunter Renfro, Edwards Alaire. So I'm kind of stuck. I have to get Hawkinson here. So I maybe should have gone tight end before that. Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard. That's a good value pick right there. Uh, Rashad Penny, also another pretty good upside value pick there. Higby when he's back off the knee injury should be perfectly fine but we'll see how they use him in the new offense um well, not necessarily a new offense but uh with Allen robinson there and with him dealing with the knee injury we'll see how he factors into the offense Ramondre stevenson has potential to be the lead back over there in new england but still remains to be seen devin singletary round seven closing it out i mean it's kind of high for Singletary, but a lot of the running backs uh, have come off the board at that point. And I love Devin Singletary, but he's going to have a massive uh, timeshare problem going on. So you'll see in the next round what I mean by him maybe being way too high there. Uh, you go Robert Woods, Russell Wilson. You take DJ Chark before I can get my hands on him, which hurts, but it is what it is. Dawson Knox goes uh, above Amari Cooper, above Alan Lazard. I get Stafford here in round eight, which, I mean, Stafford's going to throw 30-plus touchdowns, no problem. Uh, they're going to throw for a lot of yards on offense. I, he's just a little bit older, but didn't look bad last season at all. Just throws a lot of picks. But picks in this league are not the worst thing, so not the end of the world. Uh, Elijah Moore after that. Damian Harris, who theoretically is the guy above Stevenson. Miles Sanders, Trey Lance, Antonio Gibson. So, you know, there's like three or four running backs right there that probably are going to produce more over the course of the season than Singletary. But if Singletary becomes the guy, then hey, good for him. Uh, it goes Godwin, Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, who I think is still suspended. 
Matt Gay in round nine. So that's the next kicker picked. When I told you Tucker probably could have got him later, uh, the next kicker didn't go for three more rounds after that. So you probably could have got Tucker in, you know, around uh, eight or nine. Probably round eight, you would have had to take him there at that uh, that late spot. I couldn't risk it. Yeah, well, you got him, so. <laughs> then we go Melvin Gordon, Devontae Smith goes to me, so now my receiver room is pretty much secured. Uh, Cordero Patterson, Cole Komet, Dak Prescott. You take the Bills defense, which Bills defense is going to be good. No problems there. They just have a shit matchup in week one, so even if they play well, they probably still give up 25 points. Uh, Tyler Lockett goes to the end of that round. Then Ertz, Olave, Olave. Probably Olave. I don't know how to properly pronounce this guy's name. I never watched him play in college because I don't watch college football. Uh, Naheem Hines, Drake London, Niners defense, Michael Carter. I took the Rams defense round 10, so I think I have a super decent playmaking defense at that point in the draft. Uh, Pickens goes in the 8th, or sorry, goes uh, 8th pick round 10. Chargers defense, Chase Claypool, Tampa defense, Fryermuth. James Cook, interesting pick there because he's pretty much slotted in as the number three running back there, but is what it is. If he breaks out and he's the guy, then uh, that's a steal. Evan McPherson, Colts defense, Jarvis Landry, Isaiah McKenzie. I take Daniel Carlson, so I feel like I probably have the best kicker, honestly, amongst the kickers who've been taken at this point. I, I think Carlson puts up the most points, but he did last year, but we'll see about this year. Uh, but I'm happy with that. Kadarius Tony, Robbie Gould goes, so San Francisco kicker, very interesting uh, with the kickers. There's only three kickers out there, and Gould, while he's consistent, isn't the biggest leg kicker, uh, so you're banking on the Niners defense stalling in field goal range a lot. Um, so Alexander Madison, Raheem Mostert here for you, who, you know, if anything happens to Edmonds, he's a good capable back. Jamal Williams, though, might have been the better value pick at that point, who went right after him. Tyler Boyd goes 12. Uh, Aaron Rodgers goes round 12, number one. Nico Collins, interesting stab there. A lot of people think he's going to break out in Houston. You get Derek Carr there. Uh, so I think, like, the fact that him and Rodgers went so close together, like, are they comparable? They might be this season. We'll see. Uh, that's going to be the biggest question is, can will Carr's level rise to meet Aaron Rodgers uh, statistically now that he's taken his most consistent weapon away uh Traylon burks tennessee rookie after that uh richard white tampa bay running back i think he's a rookie too sky Moore rookie i get cousins here i mean he's he, he had a better year than Carr, not as good as rogers but i mean overall as an entire season cousins didn't play poorly it's just he's He's tough, where I don't know which game he's going to shit the bed and put up seven points. Like, there's that one game where they scored, and then it's like all they need is a field goal to win win the game. They couldn't get a field goal the entire game, and I think they were in Minnesota when it happened to, and it was just like watching a train wreck. Like, how can they not score at all here with all the offensive weapons they have? So, uh, I mean, he's my second quarterback, so I'm fine with that. Then it goes Rondale Moore, Tyler Algier, uh, Atlanta rookie who maybe takes over. Devonta Parker, Trevor Lawrence, Kenneth Walker there, who's, he's going to be number two to Penny, and he's hurt, so we'll see, but uh, it looks like, it looks like uh, Andrew has secured a bunch of running backs at that point as well. Round 13, Fields, Russell Gage, uh, Tyler Bass, Isaiah Pacheco, another rookie there, Josh Palmer, 
on the Chargers, goes five. I take Valdez Scantling with the six pick and just hope that the number two guy in that offense uh, is going to get some targets, which is not really typical of that position for the Chiefs. But, you know, without um, Tyreek Hill there, there's going to be some different targets to go around. They're just going to have to structurally change how they distribute the ball because they don't have that guy who can catch the ball and take it to the house the same way. Um, Harrison Bucker goes, Michael Gallup goes, Brian Robinson Jr. goes. So I don't even know if he's going to play this season after the gunshot injuries, but you know, he might be back halfway through the season. Uh, Miko Hardman, James Robinson, who's a good insurance policy on Etienne. And then Jake Elliott, the kicker for the Eagles to close that round up. Khalil Herbert to start round 14, J.D. McKissick, Mark Ingram, Jalen Tolbert, Zay Jones. I never thought I would see Zay Jones get drafted in fantasy, but here he is. Irv Smith is a great pick right there because I was going to take him, actually, and I end up with Gusecki, who I have in a bunch of leagues. Uh, I'm just hoping that the Gusecki benefits the same way that uh, Travis Kelsey benefits from Hill's presence. Like, you have to push the defense back and it opens up some one-on-ones for that tight end so Yoseki's already a good red zone threat I don't know that he breaks out this year the way that I would hope but if he does that's great value for me there goes Austin Hooper Devin Duvernay Tua Kenny Galladay Garrett Wilson Ugh, Deshaun Watson that's disgusting um but I mean it's good value because Andrew's just gonna hope that he shows up in week 11 or 12 or whatever and starts balling out uh hunter henry mo alley cox kenneth gainwell david and joku kj osborne Jahan dotson jacoby myers i had my eye on him but i don't know what's going on in new england right now i don't know how their distribution is going to be i don't trust mac jones 100 percent. but myers is a good target monster for that offense but they brought in Devonta parker too so something's going to have to give so i just couldn't trust it uh paris campbell you get gerald everett there if he hits for the Chargers, uh, I mean, upside is big because they throw the ball 600 times in that offense, and he's going to have to get some of them. He had his best season with Seattle, but even if you look at it, it's like I don't remember watching him play for Seattle last season and being like, oh, wow, Gerald Everett's balling. Like, I don't remember ever thinking that to myself. So it's like he had his best season, and it was still like mediocre. Uh, he just happened to play on a team where he became the number one tight end option. I always liked him a lot when he played for the Rams, actually. I thought he was a better receiver overall than Higby, but he didn't stay on the field as much because Higby was a better blocker. So I do have faith that Everett can be a good fit in that offense, but if he can't block, they got Donald Parham, who's 6'6 and is gigantic, and you know he actually had some good minutes for them down the stretch last season. So we'll see. Uh, Gaskin... Comes off the board to start round 16. New Orleans defense, you get Zach Moss there, who's a nice insurance policy and who is a, a red zone vulture. So if they're playing, you know, Zach Moss might have 9, 10 yards the whole game and three touchdowns. So it's like, a, it's going to be a weird situation for him. But inside the 10, they're probably going to give him the ball a lot. Uh, Brandon McManus comes off, kicker, Matt Ryan, Samir White, uh, Raiders running back, another reason they're not re-signing Josh Jacobs. I take Ernest Johnson to handcuff uh, my Nick Chubb pick earlier, and if Kareem Hunt gets traded, it makes Ernest Johnson even more valuable. But if Chubb gets hurt right now, Johnson's going to step into those snaps anyway, so really good handcuff there to get him in the second to last round. Isaiah Spiller goes eight. Uh, Denver tight end Oak Shit, I'm gonna butcher that name Albert O 
Denver tight end goes there. Uh, Tyrion Davis-Price is a nice insurance policy for Jason there. Um, because you never know what's going to happen with that Niners running back room. And he's looked good late in the, the preseason and in the practice stuff. So there is a chance that if, you know, Elijah Mitchell gets hurt or like Jeff Wilson gets hurt or those guys just aren't running the ball well and Price is the guy, then he steps into like a really juicy role there in San Francisco. Ryan Suckup, good pick. Uh, Tampa Bay's offense will typically be in field goal range more often than not. Kenny Pickett goes end of that round. It's a good quarterback steal there. Uh, we go Green Bay defense to start round 17, Seattle defense. Corey Davis, who, you know, I almost took him a little bit earlier than that because I do like Corey Davis, but that Jets offense is, it looks like they're starting to move away from him. And with the investment in Brees Hall and Michael Carter, like, I think they're going to try to run the ball more. It doesn't mean that Corey Davis can't produce, but he was injured a lot last season. Uh, so we go Alec Pierce, indie wide receiver. You know, I don't even know who that is, so... <laughs> So that's not necessarily a great pick. Uh, Chris goes New England defense. I didn't want to take the Cleveland defense, but they've got a pretty decent one. I think they lost one of their D-backs uh, for the season with the ACL or something like that. But this is my backup defense, and maybe I play them in week one while the Rams are, you know, trying to stop the Bills. Denver defense, uh, Samaj Pirine, uh, that's a good pick. Good pick. Um, let's see. Dallas defense. I don't know about that. They get turnovers, but they give up points too. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting balance. Like if you score a defensive touchdown, those points don't come off the board, right? Like you get the six for that. But if you give up thirty points, your defense has zero. But with the defensive touchdown, you still have the six. Otherwise, like you just have zero. So the the turnovers do help. Uh, and Micah Parsons is gonna be in the backfield getting some sacks. Uh, your Romeo Dubs pick right here dubs uh he's looked good in some moments that i've seen and he with the excuse me the absence of devonta adams that opens up just you know a whole can of worms to like what's going to go on with those receivers over there but uh aaron Rodgers is still aaron Rodgers, and he's not going to be able to rely on one guy anymore so distribution is going to be really key to that offense and I don't think he's got the guy that he trusts yet, so he's just going to have to like follow the, the read progressions, and we'll see. I like this Wandale Robinson pick here late. Good value. Baltimore defense there. That's a really good value on the Baltimore defense, actually, because that defense is still pretty good considering how many injuries they had in it last year. Uh, so it's just going to be like, can those guys come back to full health and play the way that they work and their schemes still work? They've got a really tough division, so that's like six really hard games where... You know, those will probably be at least like semi-low scoring, but uh, it's not an easy road for uh, scheduling purposes for that defense, but still good value. Young Waku is really good value here. Sorry, uh, Evan Ingram went before that. I just, you know, he's bounced around. I don't think he's going to have a impactful time in Jacksonville at all, but, you know, whatever. Young Waku goes after that. Good. I don't know if Atlanta's offense is going to be good enough to like make him valuable, at least with Matt Ryan there. It's like they're going to get to field goal range, uh, but they're going with oh, uh, Marcus Mariota and possibly Desmond Ritter. Cincinnati defense. This is a sneaky good pick because we saw that defense play really well last season. Uh, it's just going to be whether or not they can repeat that uh, if, if anybody figured them out. So... Uh, but you got really great value on them. Uh, Isaiah Likely, Baltimore tight end. I 
in case Mark Andrews gets hurt, that's a good one. Uh, Mike Davis, Rex Burkhead. I take Curtis Samuel here. And I, I like this pick because it's like he's been hurt. He hasn't really been able to like produce, but he is a good receiver when opportunity presents itself. Uh, Dustin Hopkins, Ryan Tannehill, Kansas City defense. Donovan Peoples-Jones and Greg Joseph. That's a good pick to get that kicker with the very last pick overall. Um, so you want to start with your team? Sure. Sure? Okay. Let's look at your team overall. Uh, so you've got Mahomes. So what, at what time are we at right now? Let me switch this to time. Sorry, before we do that, 24 minutes. Okay, we're good. But it took 24 minutes to get through that, so... <laughs> Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Stephon Diggs, Metcalf, Chark, Henry, Jacobs, Higby, Hines, Mostert, Carr, Mikko Hardman, Mark Ingram, Gerald Everett, Zach Moss, Romeo Dubs, Justin Tucker, Bills, and Bengals defenses. Uh, your team is good. Uh, your weakest area is your number three receiver with Chark. You don't know if he's going to hit or not. And then behind Derrick Henry... Your running backs are a little thin, but if Jacobs does okay, then he'll be fine. Um, you'll be okay with that one-two punch. You'll you'll just be uh, in a weird flex position where you're probably like struggling to figure out which guy to flex each week. Um, but I mean, I was trying to go with not having to do that. I didn't want to have to struggle. Yeah. I felt like last year, especially every week, I had to pay extra attention to too many things not that I don't want to pay attention but yeah it was like there was too much having to manage and move things around because I didn't have enough stability yeah or or like consistency really I should say I get it but remember when I said like you probably reached for Tucker and Chark I think you probably could have shored up your depth a little bit better with guys who are at least have the opportunity to be more consistent because Heinz is playing backup. Mostert's playing backup. Chark at least is a number one, but he's coming off a broken leg and he's playing in a new offense with a new quarterback for the third time in three years. So the, the upside is that Jared Goff has played with a, a good number one receiver before. So I think it'll benefit both of them to play with each other. Uh, if we were playing super flex Carr would be a nice number two here. Uh, in a good matchup, Everett can be flexed in for you, and same thing with Zach Moss, but, like, Zach Moss is gonna be, he's gonna be a really hard player to predict, um, but if anything happens to Singletary, uh, I, I like Moss there. Um, so let's go to, let's go to my team, I'll do my team, but you gotta be on your draft grade, so did I, but I'm projected to lose in week one, so go figure, um, but yeah, I like my team. Uh, Stafford, Allen Robinson, Gabe Davis, Deonta Johnson. So essentially, I've got three guys here who could all be 1,000-yard, 10-touchdown type of guys. Totally happy with that, and I didn't even take any of these guys in the first three rounds, but uh, Deonta Johnson's a number one. Allen Robinson is in a really good position as a number two. He's been a number one on a lot of other teams. Good deep ball threat. He's definitely faster than Cup and probably a little bit better of like going up and getting balls one-on-one. But Cup is just a sneaky, nasty route runner, but is going to attract a lot of attention. I think he could get to 1,000 yards, too, especially with the way they throw the ball. So I got a nice stack between Stafford and him. Uh, but I'm not going to enjoy cheering for them to score points in week one, that's for sure. Uh, 
And then my running back situation, which I went Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, and Ezekiel Elliott, one, two, three. Um, you know, Dallas is going to have to get back to being an Ezekiel Elliott team. But even if you look at last season, people are like, oh, Zeke's done, right? He ran for 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns, and he still caught 287 yards and had two touchdowns there, too. So it's like, he's still super productive. Like, Nick Chubb uh, had 1,200 yards and 174 receiving. So, I mean, they're pretty close to breaking even on scrimmage yards, and Zeke actually had more touchdowns. So in, t in total fantasy points, Zeke outscored him, and... You know, I think Dallas, especially with the loss of Amari Cooper, is going to be more focused on making sure that they have a solid run game. And then I've been able to get Devonta Smith here as uh, another receiver. So I feel like my running back and receiver depth is fantastic. Uh, I have Hawkinson at tight end, which isn't great. And then I have Gusecki behind him again. So I, I sacrificed the tight end position to secure those other two positions. And then I have Cousins, my backup quarterback. So I feel like I feel like I'm good. And I have Osborne here as well on the bench. Like, he's an important backup. Uh, Dernis Johnson as well. Osborne could even break out as a big slot guy. He had almost 700 yards receiving and seven touchdowns last season. And he's competing for targets with Thielen and Justin Jefferson. But if he becomes, like, the go-to slot guy, you know, there's, there's a role there for him. And then I steal Curtis Samuel late. He was hurt, you know, all last season, so didn't do anything. But uh, if he's healthy, you know, you got to deal with uh, an improved passing situation for them. I mean, Carson Wentz isn't a huge upgrade, but he, he still had a 27-touchdown season last year, I think. Uh, so they're going to throw the ball more. Uh, and then I get Carlson, who's arguably the best kicker in the league. Uh, and I have the Rams defense and the Cleveland defense, so that's not terrible at all. Uh, I, I like my draft. I think it's better than a B, but so be it. Uh, let's go to the rest of the league. We'll go let's see Chris's team. He was in here talking to us. His draft grade is a C-. He goes Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Michael Pittman, Jalen Waddle, Aaron Jones, Brees Hall. He took Brees Hall a little higher than, you know, maybe could have especially with him not being listed as the number one austin hooper is going to be boom or bust uh edwards hilaire can step in there as his number two gordon probably is gonna still have a role but maybe uh, that offense is definitely slanted more towards javante williams and with russ there i think probably smaller role for gordon elijah moore is a good pick there value wise for him he can step in and play uh some slot position uh sorry flex position for him George Pickens, uh, Pittsburgh wide receiver. We'll see. I don't know what Pittsburgh's passing situation is going to be like. That's a Najee Harris, uh, Deontay Johnson team. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie was a nice steal there. Rondale Moore, good upside as well. Josh Palmer, I really like that pick as well. We'll see what happens with that offense, though. I don't know if he's got a role yet. Uh, David Njoku. David Njoku is this tight end who was like always supposed to break out and be a star and it's like every year it's like oh this is gonna be his year and it never is uh I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sold on that Isaiah Spiller a decent backup running back Dustin Hopkins meh uh he's fine and then the New England defense who maybe they're good maybe they're not I don't even know we'll see this season but and Chris's team is okay I understand why he got a C let's put it that way Oh, I guess I can just scroll through teams from there. Let me let me check that out. What? I can't tell what page you're on. Um, I am on the so I go to the league page, league overview, and then I just click on the actual team. So I'm looking at uh, Jason's team now, Jalenter. 
Yeah, Joe Burrow, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Terry McLaurin, James Conner, David Montgomery, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Hopkins. So Hopkins suspended for six games. Sanders does not score touchdowns, um, so that's going to be interesting. Goddard is a big part of that offense, but now that A.J. Brown's there, I don't know that he's as big of a part of it. David Montgomery on that uh, Bears team, I don't know. I mean, he did have 1,100 scrimmage yards, but only seven touchdowns. So that's not ideal. Uh, Connor was a nice touchdown vulture here. He had a thousand yard season, but 18 touchdowns. So if he can duplicate that, that's a great pick. Scary Terry, consistent uh, thousand yard guy, but uh, his changeover at quarterback has also not helped him. But, you know, Burrow, Cup, Adams, all very solid. Chase Claypool, I don't know yet. Like he's got, I don't know if his, his, uh, his mental game is there yet because he made some like critical errors down the stretch last season. Uh, Devontae Parker, we don't know how he's going to phase into that New England offense where Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers were the top two guys. Tua has good upside, and he got him late, so that's fine. Mo Alley-Cox, eh, we'll see. Again, another guy who like comes in, has like a monster week, and then disappears for a month. Uh, Tyrion Davis-Price, that was a good value pick, as was Corey Davis. Uh, Tyler Bass, again, good kicker. Uh, lots of point-after attempts. Um, not as many field goals, but solid, good kicker. Not the not the best kicker in the league, fantasy-wise. Uh, and then he's got the Chiefs defense, which I don't know about that one at all. Uh, but I guess he's not confident in the Colts defense in front of that, so that's why he went with that. Uh, we'll go to Rob's team, who won the draft with an A. Probably because he's got Josh Allen. Uh, so he's got Allen, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, Drake London, uh, rookie for Atlanta. So we'll see about that. Dalvin Cook, who is good, but will always get hurt. He still put up good numbers despite being injured last season. He still got to 1,300 yards, but only six touchdowns. Like, that's too low. I know I have him in another league, and it's just like, eh. So when you consider Najee Harris, who, you know, wasn't putting up a ton of yardage per touch, but still had 1,200 yards. Seven touchdowns rushing and had 467 receiving yards and three touchdowns. So that's 1,600 all-purpose yards. And he didn't do it a lot on the ground, but that offense is a uh, running back-centric offense. It was the case with Le'Veon Bell. It was the case with James Conner there. That Pittsburgh offense will use Harris a lot. So that's a really good pick. That's his best running back. Um, And he got him, uh, you know, I would have taken Harris probably over Cook based on what I've seen so far this season. just doing the mock draft stuff and then he goes to Dawson Knox which I mean I like Dawson Knox uh he's got potentially had nine touchdowns so there's potential for him to have a good role but still remains to be seen there's a lot of mouths to feed in that Bills offense uh but Knox has good upside Dobbins questionable he's not back to 100% yet but he's got Penny as well who is going to be the lead back for uh Seattle so that's a nice pick he's got Dak Prescott again um, but I'm, I wasn't sold on Dak, so I didn't take him there. Alexander Madison, good handcuff, but I hear they're talking about trading Madison too. Yeah, so cool. may, just because he's going to run into a contract year. Mm. So it's like, what do you do? Do you, you want to pay him to be your backup or you let some other team pay him to be your starter? Because they, <clears throat> they drafted a rookie running back as well, so they could see the writing on the wall. Uh, Traylon Burks in Tennessee, I don't know. Uh, Jalen Tolbert in Dallas, I don't know, but if he pans out, I guess it's good to have Dak. Paris Campbell, meh. Uh, Isaiah Likely, another meh. You know, Benjamin, meh. 
Brandon McManus for Denver. Yeah, probably better with Russell Wilson there. Dallas defense, meh. So I understand why Rob got an A in this draft, but to me, I I would prefer to have my team aside from Josh Allen. You know. Yeah, that makes so. sense. Yeah, maybe I can work out a trade or something, but I feel like my team is much deeper than his. Uh, who's next? Fred? Do we do Fred? Fred got a B minus. Kyler Murray, who I'm never sold on. Um, it's not good that his contract extension put in the writing, put it in writing that he has to do four hours of film study. What? Because can they, they do that in the contracts? Yeah, they can do what they want. They're like, you want this money, you better actually show up and do your homework. But that's not a good sign mentally, you know. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to put it in his contract that he has to prepare. Uh, C.D. Lamb, who's the number one, but benefited a lot from Amari Cooper being there. So I like C.D. Lamb. Good, talented guy. I don't know how much he's going to be able to have uh, the same kind of freedom without Amari Cooper there. Uh, Tyreek Hill, relying on Tua. So we'll see. I mean, he's still fast if he catches the ball. He's still going to be dangerous, but I don't see him having 111 catches for 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns. But you could probably pencil him in for a thousand and at least five touchdowns. Uh, Amari Cooper, again, he's going to a situation where he's going to play with Jacoby Brissett for three months, and then maybe Deshaun Watson comes in and like elevates things. Uh, so we'll see about that. Saquon Barkley is a good pick here. I like that. That and AJ Dillon. I mean, people are just like super high on Dillon, like because he had eleven hundred yards and seven touchdowns, even playing behind Aaron Jones. I mean, Dillon bailed me out a lot last year, so. I was going to take him, but someone took him before me. Yep, that's Fred. And then he's got Darren Waller, uh, who's, you know, they're going to have to figure out how to get him and Hunter Renfro and Devonta Adams involved. But, you know, can't go wrong with having one of the best tight ends in the game. Tony Pollard, really good pick here for your flex. He's going to, I mean, he had a thousand yard season. Uh, so nothing wrong with that. Cole Komet, again, he's one of these guys where it's like it always looks like he's going to I've heard his name being rumbled about for a couple seasons now, and it's like, okay, you had 600 yards and 60 catches. That's great. You didn't score once. That's not great. Uh, Richard White, you know, that's a depth pickup. Michael Gallup is injured right now, so we'll see. If he's healthy, he's a good he's a good option. Zay Jones, I wouldn't have taken him, but that's just from Bad Bill's experience. Uh, Jacoby Myers, that's a good pick right there. Like, 83 catches for 866 yards is not great, but in a PPR league, that'd be awesome. So, he definitely gets his targets. He had 126 targets. Um, that's really solid. So, it's just a matter of him getting touchdowns, and we'll see. Matt Ryan as a backup quarterback is not bad. Samadji P. Ryan's a good depth piece. Mike Davis, uh, maybe. I mean, he's capable, and that Baltimore offense might need a running back. Robbie Gould, mm, I wouldn't have taken him, but... He's consistent. Nothing wrong with Robbie Gould. Uh, and then uh, San Francisco uh, defense. That's solid. I wish I could put in uh, a thing for game-winning kicks. Like you get a bonus. Mm. You get a bonus point if the kick is a game winner or something you like that. You can't do that. No. I mean, I might be able to, but I have to look through things very carefully. Now let's take a look at Jerry's team, the defending champion. He has Trey Lance, T. Higgins, Brandon Cooks. Christian Kirk, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Travis Kelsey, Elijah Mitchell, and Dalton Schultz as his starters. Uh, his bench, he's got Lawrence, Russell Gage, Kenny Galladay, Hunter Henry, 
Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's got two kickers in Evan McPherson and Ryan Suckup, both good kickers. McPherson is another guy who's got a big, accurate leg on an offense that uh, moves the ball quite well. Uh, and then he's got the Tampa defense and the Seattle defense. So he's got two defenses, two kickers. Like he, His team is structured well, and they're front-loaded. Uh, so if Lance plays well, his team is going to be in really good shape. Uh, if Lance does not play well, he's going to need an answer at quarterback, which I don't think he has in Trevor Lawrence. But you never know. You just never know. Um, Lawrence should be in a better situation. This Russell Gage pick is going to be nice if he's healthy while Chris Godwin recuperates. Kenny Galladay is probably going to be out of New York here, so I don't even know that Galladay has good value where he took him. Uh, I actually traded Galladay away for picks in my Dynasty League, and I got Velas Jones on uh, Chicago out of it. The Hunter, uh, Hunter Henry is a good tight end pick here, though. I mean, 600 yards and nine touchdowns, pretty damn good, considering that... Uh, New England offense was mostly run-centric. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, another Cleveland receiver, which you never know. Uh, I don't know what's going to go on with Jacoby Brissett. I like Jacoby Brissett, but he's not going to make your guys uh, fantasy relevant, you know? Yeah. All right, so Toast Team, what are we at time-wise? 40 minutes? All right, we'll get it in under an hour. Under one hour! Uh, Did we go through... Is Toast last? No, he's oh, up okay. right now. I don't know. I'm just using the scroll feature oh, here, okay. so it has... I can tell what screen you're still... So, yeah, from this page right here, I go... Oh, it's all alphabetical, so I'm just going down the list, but I didn't realize that this top setting, uh, Jackie's team, was the top setting. So I just started with mine and went down, and it just happened to fall in order. But here we are. We'll, we'll circle back to the top. We'll do it snake draft style. Um, so Russell Wilson, Mike Evans, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jerry Judy, Joe Mixon, Daryl Henderson Jr., Kyle Pitts, Ramondre Stevenson, Travis Etienne. Everyone's super high on Etienne. We'll see. Uh, he's yet to prove it in the NFL, but that doesn't mean he can't do it. It's just a value consideration, but he, he didn't overpay for him, I would say. Ramondre Stevenson is going to be in a situation where he might be able to steal that starting role, but probably in a timeshare. So his, his flex guys are going to be uh, probably split in some time. Kyle Pitts is a really nice pick. Uh, he's got one of the best tight ends in the game. Daryl Henderson Jr., I don't know. Another timeshare guy. Joe Mixon, is as long as he stays healthy, Joe Mixon's a great pick. Jerry Judy should benefit from Russell Wilson being there, but um, looks like Cortland Sutton's going to be the guy. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown will probably suffer from Hawkinson and Swift and Chark all coming in in the same season, uh, so I don't see him having 119 targets. Uh, so he may have vastly overpaid for Amon Ra, but uh, the kid's a good player. Mike Evans, you can just pencil him in for 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns every season. So good pick. And then Russell Wilson <clears throat> kind of remains to be seen, but, uh, you know, he's Russell Wilson. He's going to produce for the most part. Uh, then you go to Olave, rookie for New Orleans. Probably going to be third or fourth option here, but he's super fast. And I think our league does score for individual special teams touchdowns. So say you have the, the New Orleans defense, which uh, he does. 
so it's actually a nice defensive stack. If, uh, if Olave is the return man there and he scores a touchdown, you get the six for the defense and Olave gets it as, their, as the touchdown scorer. He doesn't get the yardage or anything, but he does get the touchdown. Uh, Jamal Williams is a nice number two running back here on his bench. Nico Collins, I don't know yet. Um, some people think he's going to have a breakout season, but I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I, Which I, experts are talking about this, though? It's not It's not experts. It's been a lot of <clears throat> chatter online and stuff. I like the James Robinson pick, especially because he's got Etienne. Like, if Etienne doesn't hit, Robinson is a proven commodity and still had a pretty good season. He still had 900 yards and eight touchdowns, even though, like, he wasn't 100% and got hurt last year. Uh, McKissick might have a nice role in that offense uh, with Brian Robinson recovering from the gunshot wounds. Jeff Wilson Jr. is a good stab in the dark just in case. Uh, he, he might step up and be that guy who has a monster game for the Niners, but predicting that will be tough. And then Wandale Robinson is a nice uh, nice stab in the dark as well. If he hits, he'll be nice. He's looked good. Uh, I've seen I've seen like his mobility in practice, and if you get the ball in his hands, he's dangerous. It's just, <clears throat> can you get the ball in his hands? Uh, and then Young Wei Koo, good consistent kicker, but I think he'll take a step back in terms of fantasy scoring just because of what i talked about earlier with atlanta and then the new orleans defense uh we'll see i don't know enough but their defense is usually pretty good usually starts the season off pretty crappy and then comes around by the end uh, we did your team did jerry's team andrew did we do andrew no i don't think so no so andrew the uh the runner-up he got he had the number one overall pick but he got a draft grade of a c so that tells you what the computer thinks of his draft uh, because he has Justin Fields at quarterback. So he obviously feels that Fields is going to have massive improvement this year, which is definitely possible. He's the guy now. Uh, Andy Dalton's not there anymore, I don't think. And if he is, he's definitely not competing for the starting job. But he's got Debo Samuel. He's got A.J. Brown. He's got uh, D.J. Moore. So his his receivers right there, one, two, three, are nice. He's got Jonathan Taylor. He's got Javante Williams. So he's good one, two right there. Friermuth. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be a thing. I know he had 60 target, uh, 60 catches, 500 yards, and seven touchdowns last season, but like that's not elite tight end numbers. And then beyond that, he goes uh, Hollywood Brown on Arizona, so new scenery. We'll see. Uh, Darnell Mooney, who is a good stack with Fields if they both hit, but everyone thinks Mooney's going to be really good, and he's the number one guy over there now, so there is reason to like that uh, that combo. He's got Antonio Gibson, which is good um, because of Robinson, unfortunately, you know, being the victim of that carjacking and the shooting. Uh, Gibson steps into a really nice role that was his to lose in the first place, but sad to think that he lost it to a guy uh, who was a rookie anyway. So Gibson at least has uh, volume on his side while uh, Robinson's out. Uh, Chris Godwin is a nice pick there. He'll he'll be as good as he was once he's back from the knee injury 100%. James Cook is a nice late stab, as is Kenneth Walker. Uh, as is Garrett Wilson. He gets Deshaun Watson for some reason. Uh, you know, he'll have him down the stretch. Like, if Deshaun Watson comes in late in the season and wins this guy a championship, I'm going to be fucking pissed. But uh, he took him, and he took Kenny Pickett, and Greg Joseph, good kicker. Uh and he's in an offense that kind of like stalls a little bit too, so that's good. Green Bay defense, eh, we'll see. I think they lost their best defensive player in the offseason, but, uh, you know, strength of schedule definitely favors them. 
and who else we got after that we did we gotta do sean brian and jackie and then we're done damn it come on drop down menu come here what is going on here all right sean Sean's got Brady. I don't know why he took Julio Jones with the 12th pick in the first round, but um, whatever. I mean, if Julio stays healthy, then we're all going to look stupid, but we all know that Julio Jones is going to get hurt at some point. Uh, he's 34 years old. He's not staying healthy. Tom Brady, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Devin Singletary, Zach Ertz, Rashad Bateman, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd, Aaron Rodgers, Khalil Herbert, Randall Cobb, Gaskin, Evan Ingram. So I think Herbert, honestly, through Ingram, I'm, I'm not worried about that at all. He's got two really good quarterbacks. Um, having Tyler Boyd and Tyler Lockett here, like Lockett was great value. Nobody wanted him just because of the quarterback situation, but Lockett really should be one of his starting receivers here, most likely. Um, Thielen's in a great spot. Michael Thomas, if he comes back, he's finally healthy again. He should be in a great spot as well. Obviously, Kamara is still Kamara. His suspension doesn't look like it's going to happen, and he had 1,200 uh, yards and nine touchdowns last season, so Kamara should be fine. Singletary, we'll see. Uh, he had a 1,000-yard scrimmage season last season, too, and had eight touchdowns, so there is, there is light at the end of the tunnel uh, if you've been a dynasty Singletary owner for many years. You know, I like the kid a lot. Uh... He's, he's the running back one over there. He's the best uh, all-around running back the Bills have, but don't be surprised that he doesn't produce because in a timeshare. Zach Ertz is getting older, but still had 700 yards and five touchdowns, so definitely one of the better um, tight end options. <clears throat> Robert Woods with the new offense, we'll see. Rashad Bateman being the new number one option, we'll see. Uh, and then he's got Jake Elliott as a kicker in the Baltimore defense, so... You know what? You know, Sean's team's not bad in the areas where they're like where, where his team is good, they're very good. And then where his team is weak, I would say they're very weak. So I could see why he gets a C there. Um, but there is trade fodder if I'm interested in trying to get something else out of him. And then we'll go Spartans, and then and then we circle back snake style, and we'll do Jackie's team. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Jamar Chase, Keenan Allen, Alan Lazard, who meh, whatever. Uh, he might be the guy. He might not. DeAndre Swift, Chase Edmonds, Mark Andrews, Kareem Hunt, Cordero Patterson. So you thought I went running back heavy? Brian was like, no, we're running the ball on every fucking play. Uh, but Swift, Edmonds, Hunt, Patterson, like he, he's deep at running back for sure. Hunt has a role, even though uh, he's not the starter. He might get traded into a better situation, which makes him more valuable. Uh, Cordell Patterson is definitely going to take a little bit of a step back, but <clears throat> still a nice, versatile, dual-threat guy. Chase Edmonds looks like he's the number one guy over there in that running offense. DeAndre Swift is back and healthy, so he's a nice, dual-threat guy. And then Michael Carter, he's the Jets starter for now, but uh, <clears throat> he's going to share some time with Brees Hall. Kadarius Tony is a good uh, stab, again, if he's healthy. Sky Moore is a bit of a risk, but he's in a good offense. Irv Smith Jr., I was going to take him right uh, after this pick because I needed a tight end, and I think Irv has some good upside, and if he's healthy, it really helps that offense out. Then he went to Desha uh, sorry, Jahan Dotson and Zamir White. Rex Burkhead, he's got Harrison Butker and the Denver defense. Uh, he gets a B for that? Uh, okay. I think his team is worse than mine, so I'd say B-minus, but 
Uh, again, I like my team. I've had this strategy kind of in place for a while here, so... Is it time for a commercial break? Maybe. Let's cut to commercial. I'm going to put the ad read in here all the way 51 minutes in. I thought you were going to just do one on the spot right now. <clears throat> um... I don't know what my I don't know what my sponsor is this week. You want me to do a free ad for somebody? Sure. All right, put it in right now. This episode of the Shice Podcast is brought to you by the Let It Ride Podcast. If you like gambling, the Let It Ride Podcast has all of your gambling hookups, and they can now be found on Electrocast Media as part of their podcast network. For the latest in odds, uh, betting suggestions, picks, and just general musings. You can find the Let It Ride podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find them on Twitter at the Let It Ride podcast. I think it's Let It Ride pod. I don't know. He's not actually paying me for this. But if you like sports, if you like gambling, like I do, and if you're listening to this, you probably do too, make sure you check out my friend Jeff Hook's on the Let It Ride podcast. Anyway, okay, so Jackie went with Justin Herbert with a number four overall pick, so even though our league doesn't prioritize uh, quarterback play in the same way that Superflex does, she went quarterback first, so she gets a guy who threw for 5,000 yards and 38 touchdowns and had 300 rushing yards and three touchdowns. It's not like it's not like it's a bad pick, but she could have got Herbert in round two or three, you know. So just a little bit of an overreach there. And uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, eh, we'll see. Ayuk has good upside and is a good receiver. Uh, Hunter Renfro, that's a good pick. I think she went Cam Akers with the second pick, though. Um, and I, I just don't know. Uh, if, he, if he plays well, he's a nice dual threat uh, caliber player, but that remains to be seen. The, the Damon Pierce pick was good. Uh, Kittle's a good pick. Damian Harris, a solid pick. I don't know about this Alec Pierce. Like, And beyond that, Kenneth Gainwell, like, okay, he's fine, but not the starter. Uh, Albert O, I don't know that he's going to fit in properly there. You know, taking a stab at Jarvis Landry here, Tyler Algier. Uh, so I, I think her depth is super weak. I wouldn't even... She took Matt Gay uh, much higher than I would have thought, um, especially with the kickers that were available on the board. Uh, so I see why she gets a D plus for her grade. I mean, you do have Herbert, so at least there's like trade fodder if you want to like maybe downgrade at quarterback a little bit and boost up your uh, running back or receiver room you just have to watch out for herbert having monstrous games which he's totally capable of doing and they're playing vegas in week one so you know it's probably going to be a shootout um but aside from that like maybe damian harris is her second best pick here and renfro so i'd say like of her starters uh, four of them kittle harris uh, Renfro and Herber I would worry about, but the rest of her team, I, I don't think there's too much depth there. So, we'll see. Tannehill, maybe, as a second quarterback, is not too bad, and Duvernay, if he fits into a nice, like, secondary role for Baltimore. Ooh, excuse me, I'm gonna have to edit out that belch. I could hear it even through my face. Um, yeah, that's it. 
A lot of people are thinking Ramondre Stevenson is going to take the job from Damian Harris, but uh, the Damian Pierce pick, the Houston running back, like he should be good. So she'll have at least one good quarterback, one good receiver, and one good running back. Um, but yeah, I, I understand the D plus there. There's just not a lot of depth behind the, the star power. So then the week one matchups. Me versus the Spartans, I'm projected to lose nicely. Um, you're projected to win against Jackie's team. Chris goes up against Jerry in a tight matchup. Uh, Taylor made Andrew and Toast go into a nice matchup. Close one. Uh, Robert and Fred have a close matchup. You know what? All the matchups are close. I think they're all within five points. I think I'm actually the biggest underdog at six points. Oh, no, Jackie is. She's projected to lose by nine. So, But that's the biggest is a nine-point spread. So draft grade uh, recap is Robert A, Jerry A minus, me, you, and Brian all got Bs, Fred and Jason B minus, uh, Toast got a C plus, Andrew, Sean got Cs, Chris got a C minus, and Jackie gets a D plus. And uh, that's well, that's the end of it. We're approaching the hour mark. I'm gonna have to edit some shit out of there, but. The grades are just weird. I don't get how Yahoo calculates it. Neither. I thought my draft would have been a D. Because I went against what it recommends me to do on mm. some of the things. I think they they have to grade it on projected points based on their own projections, or else I don't know how they would grade it. Oh, that makes sense. Because I was mostly using the Yahoo rankings, not our league rankings. Yeah, I used our league rankings, but our league rankings also rank quarterbacks as the top available players because they are, because they will score the most points. But knowing that we only play one quarterback, I know I can get Stafford or a guy who's going to throw 30-plus touchdowns and 5,000 yards in round seven instead of using the first pick of the year. Uh, like, the difference between Herbert and Stafford statistically was uh, there, but um, not drastic enough for me to jump that many rounds you know yeah let me see nfl passing so passing yardage last season herbert had 5,000 uh and was ranked second but stafford had 4,800 and was ranked third and stafford had more passing touchdowns so you know stafford was second in touchdowns but i got him way later in the draft than herbert or mahomes or prescott or rogers or allen or burrow like you know i was able to get great value out of matthew stafford if this were dynasty i wouldn't take stafford because you know i'm gonna be shortchanged at quarterback going into as soon as he retires like i'm in big trouble but i think he's still in a really fantastic position to have success again i don't see any reason why he doesn't throw for at least 35 touchdowns again so um, delete that. That's gonna boop a doop. All right. Um, well, that's it. We're going to the Bills Rams game. We're going to the kickoff game, and I'll be there cheering for the Bills. But we're gonna be there to see the championship get banner get raised in the stadium. So that way, at least as a Bills fan, like I get to see the thing that that team is playing for, and they get to see it. Um, and I'll be curious to see when they're doing the banner raising, like which Bills players are out on the field. Are they all going to be there watching that because they want that motivation? It's a huge game, and there's no guarantee that the Bills win it. Uh, I just hope that the Super Bowl hangover and all of the festivities surrounding the game maybe are a little bit of a distraction for the Rams. But realistically, whatever. If the Bills lose, it's the first game of the season, and they get to find out what level they're on. You lose to the defending champs in game one, it's like, all right, well, we know what we got to do now. 
if you beat them, you know what level you're at too, and you just got to not get cocky and then go finish the job and get the number one seed in the AFC and, uh, you know, just take care of business. Final it's time. thoughts? It's almost time. It's almost time. And then we'll be back. Uh, after that game, I'll do the recap on Friday. I'll do my typical Buffalo Blues show. Uh, so we'll be back for that. And then Saturday, we'll be back doing the Pick'em show. Wow. And I got to check w- check in with our league and see who's actually going to still play in the Pick'em league. So. All right. Here we go. It's time. It's time. Any final thoughts on this uh, in our draft? Did mock drafting help you? Didn't... Did knowing your draft position before we drafted help you? I only mock drafted twice. And I intentionally joined drafts where I could pick where I wanted to draft. So I feel like it did to a certain degree, but it's still so unpredictable in the mock drafts because the people in those drafts, their league formats are probably very different compared to ours so it's hard to say that it helped because the people that they were aiming for may not have resulted like our league's players would aim for players plus I think a lot of people in our league go for favorite players still so I don't know how beneficial it is but it was still nice to know when I mock drafted so I could really see like how many people could potentially go in between turns and then what should I do when I have two clo- two turns semi-close together. So I think overall it helped, but I don't know if it ultimately makes a big difference because it's so unpredictable based on who we mock draft with and versus our league, how people draft. So I don't know. Good point. When I mock drafted before this draft, I was like, mm, there's some weird picks happening already. But we'll talk. We'll see. You might need a little bit of running back depth help. Um, and I want Chark, so maybe we'll work out something. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Last time I traded with you, it backfired greatly, so I don't know if I'm willing to do that yet. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I mean, nothing has happened. It's so too early. It is too to early. Talk about it. It's not too early for me to start putting feelers out, though. That's true. Tis true. All right, everybody. Uh, if you listened, if you've been a listener, thank you. If you're listening now for the first time, also thank you. Um, if you like this, we do a show that's very similar to this called The Pick'em Show. But we're not doing that right now. Uh, we'll be back uh, in a week next Saturday doing The Pick'em Show. So uh, just stay tuned for that. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Sayonara. Sayonara. I can't say Happy Football Sunday. It's not time yet. Fair enough. Good night, everyone. Thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to the episode. I still believe that word of mouth is the best way to help, so if you enjoyed it, please tell somebody. But liking, subscribing, and sharing go a long way, too. This show is an extension of thescheiss.com, and you can contact me at info at or at Podcast on Twitter. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and go Bills.